Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, the 31st of July, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to be here again. We thank you for the blessings of the week, your protective shield over all your children. And welcome you, dear Holy Spirit, to speak through us to all who are waiting for the appearing of your son, Jesus. We give you all the praise and honor, my Father, my God. May this was Lord, Father, have his way and not return void in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who are hearing or watching. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken from Abraham Calabrasi. We pray again for the Lord to go to enlarge his coast and to bless him and his family. Actions have consequences series. The series outline. Please read the board. We started with the word of angels. And then we continued on the fourth week to two nations defy God's procreation command. Last Sunday we spoke on the church and God's grace. The sixth week, which is today, no, the seventh week. Is so much merchandising of God's grace. That will be number seven on the board. And next Sunday we shall speak by God's grace on the millennial reign of Christ. Today's topic. So much merchandising of God's grace. The outline. The introduction. The merchandising of God's grace. Two, some of the doctrines of merchandisers of God's grace, those who are selling God's grace. Three, to those merchandisers of God's grace, we ask, have you no fear of God? Why are you keeping your followers in bondage? The number four will be, how come so many don't see what is so evident? If we will let us pray. And of course, the song you had as we started was to God be the glory. Praise the Lord. Introduction to merchandising of God's grace. Item one. You have been preaching the full gospel of Christ and speaking to those who are genuine believers, who are servants of the most high God, who fear God. These are the ones I'm speaking to right now. You have been preaching the full gospel of Christ. Devoid of all human and worldly constructs. You have made every attempt to present the full gospel of Christ. You have been contending for the faith. You have been preaching not because you want to make money or name. But because you want to do the will of God. Because God had commanded us through his son to preach the gospel, the good news to all nations. And to teach them the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many, even those who said they have believed, 
Don't want to listen to your life-changing and life-feeding messages. I'm speaking to you, remember, child of God, who is doing the will of God, preaching the good news with your fear of heaven. Who is not preaching because you want to make money. You are preaching because you know that the Lord is in your heart to preach the full gospel. Many hate you because of your life-changing messages, your life-feeding messages. They hate you. So I'm speaking to you because I have a word from the Lord for you. Because you are becoming discouraged. Especially as you see so many people embracing those who feed them poison. Those who have taken away their liberty in Christ and brought them again into another bondage. You are discouraged. How come these people are flocking to these people? How come they can't hear the gospel of Christ? And you are becoming discouraged. Please do not be because I have a word from the Lord for you today. A word of encouragement. You are not alone. Even so, has it been since the Lord was crucified on the cross, there have been all those purveyors of false messages, pretenders, wolves in sheep clothing. Even from the time the Lord was crucified, they have been there. So you are not alone. That's why the Lord has a message for you today. Scripture, please. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 15 to 17. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing were a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we're not like the many hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is watching us. Praise the Lord. The scripture we just read is for you, child of God. You should take comfort from it. That the lives of those who are faithful followers of Christ are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. So when you preach, when you live that life, you are sending Christ-like fragrance back to God, number one. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. The gospel of Christ and the lives of faithful followers are a dreadful smell. They smell like death and doom to those who are hard of hearing. Those who are determined to perish. So when you preach and they don't hear, don't be discouraged. It's not your problem. Because as you preach and live out that life that Christ has deposited in you, your fragrance of your preaching and good living goes up to God. But it condemns those who hear and don't want to believe. Because to them, they're smelling the smell of death, which is where they're going if they don't repent and turn back. That is the reason why you are hated by even those who claim they're Christians. Because what you are preaching and saying is like death to them. But to those who are being saved, what you are preaching, life-giving messages are a perfume that not only goes to God, 
And it is also a life-giving perfume to those who are on earth. So those who are going to be saved are perceiving the odor of a beautiful perfume. But those who are going to perish, see them as poison, as dreadful message, as dreadful smell. So that's why they hate you. Please note that. Though you may never know the number of the many which your ministry has saved from death, the Lord who has called you knows. That's the most important. Remember he said in the scripture we read that God is watching us. He's watching those who are preaching the gospel of Christ and living it. He wants you, this is a message from the Lord to you through the scripture to you, to continue in that which has called you and never to waver. Don't change your message. Never go with the scriptures and continue that he has called you. You're only accountable to one person, God, not any human being. He says again to tell you, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. He also says, I know that you have a little strength. But he says to tell you that his grace is more than sufficient for you. Praise the Lord, my God, my Father. Thank you. Let's continue with the explication of verse 17 of the scripture we just read. Faithful followers of Christ preach the gospel of Christ. Because they are not like many hawksters, according to that scripture, who are preaching for personal profit. Anybody who is preaching the gospel of Christ and making money from it is a hawkster. Faithful followers of Christ preach the word of God with sincerity. And with God's authority, because they know that God who called them is what? Watching them. Praise the Lord. We are going to look at some of the doctrines of the merchandisers of God's grace. Some of their doctrines, wicked doctrines, that are used to keep millions, I'll say hundreds of millions in bondage. I'm going to enumerate them. Because we have spoken about these in many other broadcast so we're going to simply enumerate them the words and head doctrines are the order of the day that's not the gospel of Christ words and what? head doctrines number two money and how to make money underpins all the messages and actions of those who are preaching the gospel of Christ for what? profit they are the merchandisers of God's grace they are selling God's grace Another name for those who are preaching the gospel of Christ for profit is merchandisers of God's grace, as we have just said. They understand and follow the worst maxim. That's the worst motto. Greed is what? Good. That's the world. The world capitalism is based on that. Greed is good. So these merchandisers of God's grace, or those who preach the gospel for profit, understand this maxim. Number one. Number two. They understand that greed makes human beings lose their sense of reasoning. A greedy person does not reason. Because his or her greed is what? The driving force in his or her life. So that's why they will not hear you. So long as you are not preaching what will drive that greed. What will promote that greed in their lives. So don't be discouraged my brothers and sisters. Let me make a comment here. To anybody who may wonder. Those of you who know me. Or come across our ministry. 
if these hucksters, these merchandisers of God's grace preach the true gospel of Christ without mutilating them, and all that they do is because they're just making money from me, but they're preaching the gospel of Christ. We in this ministry would have heard that peace. We never have said anything at all. But because their doctrines are mutilations of the scriptures, and they're drawing away so many from following the Lord, we must contend for the truth and we must cry out. And we have no apologies to anybody. We must warn the flock of the so many wolves who are in leadership positions. In those buildings they are called churches. In denominations and church organizations. We must continue to warn the flock who are going there. That they are taking you toward hell. These wolves are savaging God's flock. They are killing the flock of Christ. Leading so many to Christless eternity. That's why we must continue to shout. We will never relent by the grace of God. These merchandisers of God's grace, criminals, have picked verses of scripture from different covenants in the Bible. They have mixed them, repackaged them as God's word. Then they bring in their thoughts, human psychology, they like to brainwash their audience. They know, and I also believe they themselves don't even know this aspect, of the basic principles in biblical interpretation. They wouldn't, and their followers don't. So it's a blind leading the blind, except they have a motive, which is make money from the flock. In biblical interpretation, you go from the word, check the word in the scripture, look at it. In the sentence, the phrase, how does it fit in the structure of that section and then the chapter of that, Bible, of that book of the Bible? Then does it flow with the book that you are reading? 66 books in the Bible. Then does that book, that word you have explicated, or try to understand, or the sentence that you are trying to use to deceive people, they have not tried to see how does it fit into the whole structure of the Bible. You see, that's the problem. They won't, because that's why they pick verses out of context, mix them, mix them mash them, and then feed it to their people. And that is why they are wicked. No interpretation of a word, or a phrase, or a sentence, or a section, or a book can contradict God's word and purpose. That's the whole, at the end of the day, you are saying, this thing I'm picking, this verse of scripture, how does it fit into the whole mission of God? Always remember, that is the Holy Spirit that guides whoever seeks to know the truth. If you are not seeking the truth for the glory of God, but you are seeking it for your own person, you will be deceived because the Holy Spirit will not be with you. That's why many have gone astray. Because these wolves in sheep clothing have so brainwashed their followers that they often throw adverses out of context. And sometimes make blasphemous assertions when confronted with the word of God. I was about to give an example, but there's no need. We are not going to go to the details of these false doctrines in today's broadcast, like I said before, because we have said them in many, many, many of our broadcasts, which you can access from our website. 
from Facebook, from YouTube. We'll just enumerate them and we encourage you to go to our website to access, to read, to listen if you have not watched. Here are some of the doctrines being taught by the merchandisers of God's grace. Like we said before, wealth and health underpins their messages. So they say wealth and health is for all believers of Christ or believers in Christ. Then they say the wealth of the hidden unbelievers belong to believers. Then sowing of seed will bring riches and promotion and good health. Then they say thanks. They give to their followers. Some even say that non-payment will bring illness. And those who don't pay will go to hell. They will tell you to visualize what you desire. Then name and claim it. Then they will even use... Uh, when Jacob used that sheep, those, you know, the sheep that goes to it and puts a rod. Forget all that. That is, they are criminals, like I said. They are very smart. I said they are smart in a worldly sense, but they have nothing spiritual about them. Then you have about the dominion theology. Those who want to dominate the world because they are Christians. We have spoken on all this before. Some even have to tell people to use comb and comb away their problems. <laughs> I even saw one, a Tom overseer somewhere. Praying with a rod, asking people to look at the rod and pray to it. That is necromancy. We can continue going on and on. There are so many. But please go to our website to read them. We're not going to explain them, but that's all the purpose today. Because we're here to encourage those who have believed, who are preaching the gospel that don't worry, they don't believe what you're saying. So long as they're speaking by the Holy Spirit, through the scriptures, the word of God, you have no problem. Because what you are preaching. Is fragrance good to those who are being saved, but is what aroma of death for those who are being who are perishing? All important is God is watching you as you preach, and you are pleasing your master in heaven. That's all that's important. Number three, I'm speaking to these merchandisers of God's grace. These general overseers that fly jets and deceive their people. These general overseers who build big cathedrals to collect to collect money. These Jerovaseers who use combs to deceive the audience, who use rods, I'm speaking to them who build, who say people should touch the seeds that have blessed and then drop money and God is going to bless them. I'm speaking to you. Have you no fear of God? That's the time. Don't you fear God? Are you going to live on this earth forever? Why are you keeping your followers in bondage? That's to them talking to you. General Vasias of millions who can you deceiving your people. Scripture, please. I read from Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 43. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Praise the Lord for his word. On the cross, as Christ was, has taken on the sins of all human beings who will believe. Paying the penalty for sins. 
There is one, one thief on the right, one on the left. One is not saying, hey, blaspheming God. Taunting him more or less. And that one said, have you no fear of God? This is a thief that was condemned to death, a criminal. But even he feared God. So I'm talking to you, John of Asias, who continue to cheat and steal from God. Don't you have fear of God? Please, don't you have fear of God? If you know any of them, carry this message and send to them. Take, send them the broadcast anonymously if you're afraid. Send it to them that God is asking them today, don't you fear me? The fact I've left you in this position so these years, believing that one day you will turn around and tell the people that have been deceiving you so that they can be saved and then you too, like that thief on the cross, can be saved. The message is for you today. Have you no fear of God? You Jehovah's you Jethroidian pastors and whatever you call your name, promoting all the prosperity, deceiving so many. Have you no fear of God? The thief on the cross had fear of God. You don't have fear of God, but one day you will die. And what God is going to ask you today, have you no fear? You are not going to live forever. You can deceive them for a period. You steal and cheat your followers. You blaspheme the name of the Lord. You bring in doctrines for the peace of hell. And you are preventing your followers from knowing the truth. And thereby condemning them to eternal death. And you think you will go free if you don't repent. And tell your people so they can also repent. When is money ever enough? Are you not satisfied? When is adulation meant for God not enough? You are taking so much adulation when they prostrate and bow to you. Daddy Gio, Daddy Pastor. Mommy, Pastor, Mommy, Jew. Please, I beg in the name of the Lord and ask, have you no fear of God? Please repent. Number four. How come so many? So many millions don't see what is so evident. Many are calling on God's name and yet they don't know God. Many call themselves Bible-believing, practicing Christian, yet they don't know God. Many describe themselves as being born again, and yet they cannot tell you what being born again means. Why do so many make claims of being what they are not? That's the question. Because if they truly believed what they are saying, then they are deluded. And if they don't believe being what they are saying, then they are liars. So we're going to use the scriptures to explain why there's this sad reality in the churches today. Remember this message is for those who have known him, who have been discouraged. I'm explaining to you why many don't hear your messages and why you must continue because only one person you have to please, the one who has called you, and no other. Scripture, please. John chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Praise the Lord for his word. Verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hear his voice. 
and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Look at that. The sheep hear the Lord's voice. Those who are his recognize his voice. They recognize his voice through the scriptures. They recognize it when they hear Bible prepared messages. Life-giving messages. Life-changing messages. They will never follow thieves or the wolves and merchandisers of God's grace. That's the reason. They hear the Lord's voice. So if you are not excited to read the Bible, if you are not excited when you hear life-giving messages, you are not a child of God. You are not hearing the voice of God. You don't like reading the Bible. Then you are not a child of God. How can you be a child of God? You are not hearing his voice. We are hearing the voice of mere human beings because they say that Jews and pastors. The God made them Jews and pastors. It's not, by being a Jew, a pastor is not by word. It's only God who ordains. And that ordination only he knows who have been ordained and who have been called and who has not been called. So if you love worldly prosperity messages and those doctrines have enumerated above and you have never had a check in your spirit, you see, you have never said, but this thing I'm hearing is it. You are not a child of God. Because if you are a child of God, you would have been hearing the voice of the master, the Lord, who will be telling you, no, 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 you can't be there. So if you are so comfortable in these buildings called churches that promote all the prosperity messages, and all the ones who have enumerated and many more, then you are not a child of God. Because you are not hearing the voice of the master. Only they know his voice. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them in verse 4. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5. They will by no means follow a stranger. You see the point I'm making. They will flee from him. But you, some of you went to these buildings called churches to their heart and shattered hallelujah to wickedness. And you say, yes, I don't know, you are not. I pray and I plead with you to go back to the cross. Repent and ask the Lord to come anew. And the Holy Spirit will indwell you and give you. So they will not be able to know the voice of God and the voice of strangers. Praise the Lord. Children of God recognize wolves in sheep clothing. Always. Because they have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And because they are living what? A sanctified life. A life separated unto God away from the world. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. They will always flee from the merchandisers of grace and whatever they are promoting it because they are strangers and enemies of God. Scripture, please. John chapter 15, verses 4 to 7. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Praise the Lord. You see the reason why you have been following strangers. The consequences of following strangers. Because you have not been abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ, if you are not abiding in Him, is a very grievous matter. As you just read from the scripture, as you have from the scripture we read. 
mind in Christ if you are not feeding from his word? If you are not reading the Bible? If you are not seriously reading the Bible at all times and hearing life-giving messages? Spiritual messages. Messages that feed the spirit, not the body. If you are not, how can you abide in him? That's the consequence. So you are cut off according to the scripture. It is always a scripture. Tell it to yourself, it's always a scripture. It's always a scripture. It's always God's word. It's always God's word. Who is God's word? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's always God's word. Feeding on messages that oppose the gospel of Christ is one certain way to be cut off from the Lord. If you are feeding poison, you are dead. You will be cast off. If you are not feeding from the tree, the vine, who is the Lord? You are done. The vine is what? The word of God. Let us pray. That's the next title. Knowing these things, what ought we as followers of Christ do? That's to you people who are faithful believers. We have a job. So let us hear what Hebrews chapter 12 verse 12 Hebrews chapter 12 verses 14 to 16 tells us. And then we'll pray. Walk at living in peace with everyone and walk at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to, to trouble you corrupting many. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. Praise the Lord. If I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Without holiness, no, I shall see the Lord. Holiness is the key. If you want to pray and God will hear you. Holiness is being separate from the world. You can't have conquered with the world and be praying and say, God, we hear you. No, you have to separate yourself first. You have to live a sanctified life. Go back to our administration of sanctification. It's all there. When you are sanctified, you have God's presence in your life. You have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And then you can pray. Because those people are using you to pray those prayers God wants to be prayed. Praise the Lord. Walk at living in peace with everyone. That's verse 14. Walk at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. If we cannot see him, how can you hear you? If it says repent. So if you have a blemish in your heart today, confess them to the Lord. Reconnect so that God will hear your prayers. So your prayers are not hindered. Verse 50 says, look after each other. How does that? It's compassion. We spoke on that in this series. Compassion. For others, cry for a dying world. Pray for them. They don't know what they're doing. I can tell you that they don't know. They don't know they're heading to a crisis eternity because they're not sure that they're going to heaven because they're paying money to the, these men and women of the bed. They'll be so brainwashed, it is almost impossible. But your prayers will break the yokes of bondage. And make sure you are not in concord with those who are immoral. Don't be in their company. Don't be those who have who don't understand, like Esau, the grace that is in God. So we're going to pray. Pray for your neighbors and those anybody around you. They don't know. You think they know. I don't care how educated they are. 
They don't know. If anybody is having the Holy Spirit, he or she is ignorant. That's why many are being deceived today. They are big titles in some of these buildings called churches. So forget they don't know. Your prayer and my prayer can help them. Can break the yoke and the eyes will be opened. So we're going to sing a song. We're going to glorify our Father and our God. To God be the glory. give glory to God for the great things he has done for us he so loved the world that he gave us Jesus Christ his son who laid his life as an atonement for sin and opened the life gate that we all may go in those who believe let us praise the Lord Praise the Lord wherever you are right now. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let all the people of God rejoice. Let us all go to the Father through Jesus Christ the Son. And give God the glory for the great things he has done for you and I. And for everyone who has believed and who will believe. Christ is the perfect redemption. The purchase of blood. To every believer, the promise of God. The violence of faith, even at the cross, as you saw, who truly believes? That moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. And those of you who have been deceiving millions, this is your opportunity. Let's praise the Lord again. Praise Him. Let the earth hear your voice as you sing from your closet, in your room, wherever you are, in the car. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the whole world rejoice, for salvation has come to God, to the world. Oh, come to the Father through the Jesus, His Son. And give Him the glory for the greatness He has done for you and I, and for everyone who has believed, and who we believe. Great things He has taught us through His Word. Through His Word. Great things He has done. Let our great, let us rejoice. Through his son, purer and higher and greater we be. Our wonder, our transport, when we will see Jesus in glory. My Father, my God, thank you for the message today for your people. To those whose arms who are beginning to fall. For lifting them up, Lord, lifting all our hands, Lord, to be never to be discouraged. I give you all the praise and honor. And on behalf of all who are waiting for the sun's appearing, I say, my Father, my God, we thank you. Father, have mercy on the millions being deceived, Lord. Open their eyes. Let the shackles begin, Father, to break in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the shackles begin to break in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many who are destined to eternal life, may their eyes be opened. May they come out from these places. And may they, there be repentance even among the top people who have been deceiving. Because by their repentance and confession, Lord, they will draw many to you, Lord. Father, we are praying in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Receive all the praise, all the glory of God. You are a wonderful God. Thank you, my Father. Lord Jesus Christ, you are my Lord. And you are my God. Holy Spirit, 
who continues to indwell us and guide us and give us words to speak and give us words to believe, Lord, through the word. Thank you. Blessings, glory, and honor to you, my Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. By His grace, we we'll see you next Sunday. Share these messages. You'll be helping somebody. You need to pray for us. Let us pray for you.